My name is Lera, and I'm the founder of Dietitian Away, a dietitian network empowering dietitians and nourishing communities. Today, we're speaking to Celestina. Celestina Brunetti is a human design focused RD committed to connecting, creating community, and promoting collaboration within the field. Thanks so much, Celestina, for being on here with me. Um, and I think this is going to be such a unique experience for all of us um, because you truly offer something that's very, very, very unique. Um, and I'm so excited to interview to interview you today. Leila, I'm so stoked for this opportunity. I feel like we've been chatting forever and this is the first time we like get to see each other IRL virtually. So yeah. Stoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were introduced actually by a mutual dietitian, Courtney Johnson, who I interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it was just so funny because I was already connecting with you and working with you already. So uh, yeah. very big coincidence, but I'm <laughs> so happy to have you on. Samesies. Yeah. So to begin with, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey into becoming a dietitian. Why did you choose that field? Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So in case my name didn't give it away, I'm super Italian. So <laughs> food has been part of my life since I was a tiny little person. And my nonna, my grandmother, is the reason that I got into food. So actually, I went to culinary school and they wow. happened to have a nutrition program. Um, but we had one class in my undergrad after I had like just gone through like a deep frying class like a, a class where we only used butter to a nutrition class and I was like wow we don't have to use butter salt and sugar in all of the things <laughs> to make food taste good so it was just this like amazing aha moment that brought me into like the nutrition space of the culinary world so I was in that space working in restaurants consulting in restaurants personal chefing wow. and also working one-on-one -on -one with clients um, like through the culinary lens for probably like five or six years and in 2020 that shift happened right like I couldn't personal chef for people anymore because COVID we moved overseas because my husband's in the air force so we moved from Florida wow. to Germany wow. and yeah so wow. my life my life shifted significantly and that that put me on like an uh, I guess like a quarter life crisis path of like trying to figure <laughs> out like what oh, I know <laughs> It, it was an oh no in the moment, but I think so beneficial now and like seeing seeing what I do now reflected back then, like I was just so influenced by other people and like other people's journeys that I didn't know what was for me. So mm -hmm. I think that was necessary to happen to determine what was for me. So I went from being this culinary dietitian to now working with RDs virtually, like through a human design focused lens and really bringing community and collaboration together because I don't see enough of that in our field. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think you and I can agree on that. That's the whole point of Dietitian Away. And that's yeah. basically your platform too. Like just trying to empower dietitians, get us together, really collaborate with one another. Um, and I love it. I think that everybody can win. Everybody can win, right? As long as we kind of root for each other and really strive for helping one another. Because the cool thing about being dietitians is that we're multifaceted. There's so many of us in so many different fields and industries. And why not kind of join together and join forces to help get, you know, the information out there for the for the general public? Yeah. And yeah. actually what what's like, I guess, put me on this path was that I started hosting my podcast, The Dietitian Collaborative, in a similar way like this, right? Like having RDs just have a platform to share their stories, because yeah. I think that also highlights how beautifully different we are. Yes. And what, like, what instigates us coming into the field. For me, it was food. For 
for other people, it, it was maybe sports or going through yeah. some type of nutrition journey themselves, you know? Yeah. So it's really cool to see what brought us here and what's keeping us here. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, tell me a little bit more about how you became a dietitian. Where did you go to school? Like, uh, what was that journey like? Yeah. So I went to Johnson and Wales in Rhode Island. It's a culinary school. So hence the, hence the culinary background, good food. Um, yeah. So an undergrad in culinary arts with like the hopes of one day opening up a restaurant, but it was really that one class that like shifted it all for me and my work study job with the nutrition department. I was like, you guys are doing cool things. And I was also really bored in culinary school. So I needed really challenging. Yeah. (laughs) Probably because you probably learned all the culinary skills already at home. So you're just like, this is easy. Like, yeah. The culinary skill set, I think you get a really good foundation in culinary mm-hmm. school, but you learn so much in restaurant worlds. I was actually really bored with the academics because I went to mm-hmm. a like I, I went to like a pretty competitive high school uh-huh. and like the Johnson and the Wales transition. love you yeah. guys, but the, <laughs> like the academic piece of it was not challenging and I just needed something more. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Would you recommend the program uh, to like other dietitians or other RDTBs? Oh, yeah. And I think it's so valuable to have the culinary piece of it because most RDs don't have the culinary piece of it. Either like you're a Trader Joe's RD and you get all of your stuff from Trader Joe's or you love cooking. You say that. (laughs) You're so right on. You're so on point in that. I mean, not knocking one or the other, right? No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny you say that because, yeah, I'm I'm more of a homemade everything RD. And that just comes from my background of being – just having my mom having everything homemade basically yeah yeah that's funny that you say that that's different yeah but I think it sets us up like a lot of my like a lot of my colleagues from that program went into like sports nutrition and like works with they're like dietitians or like culinary specialists for like like major league sports teams yeah so I feel like it definitely opens up different doors yeah, that kind of makes sense, though, too, because with the sports and nutrition, I think they need that food and systems management background, yeah. right, to yeah. kind of uh, whenever they're out and about, I guess, to create menus and stuff for the, the teams or yeah. individuals. Yeah, yeah. so that makes cool. total sense. And so after you graduated, um, what was your experience as a dietitian? So you basically just jumped into like restaurant world or... Yeah. So after graduation, I applied for internships and I didn't get in the first round. And I think that that's not talked about enough. Yeah. At all. <laughs> yeah that's like, I feel like that's a lot of people's experiences though. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I took a year gap after, mm-hmm. after school. I like started working at a restaurant in Boston. That was maybe the worst experience of my life. Really? It, it was like a French restaurant. I'm going to call this place out. It was a French <laughs> restaurant and they were like Italian food or rather French food is superior to Italian food. That's Mind like you, my name everywhere though. <laughs> right? My name is literally Celestina Brunetti. Also, homeboy was like, I don't know, this like, I, he had no French in him and he was just like, French food is superior. I'm like, bro, you grew up in Boston. Anyway, I lasted so there a week. <laughs> So that was, that's what I did like right out of school. But then I also got a PRN job at, um, at a children's hospital oh. as a diet tech. And that was awesome. Really? That was such a cool experience. So I worked with the dietitians on staff who were not oh. very nice to me, except for one girl. So like, if you're an RD out there and you have diet techs on your staff, please be nice, be nice to them, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, but it was really cool because I got to see the ED side of things that I had never seen before. And like, we didn't really talk much about in school. So I got to be like, yeah, yeah, the meal plans and stuff for kids who were in the psych unit or like kids who were like in the normal units, just like coming back for ED treatment. So it was really cool to see that side of things. Um, And then I applied for the internships. So I had that under my belt first, applied for the art, applied for the internship, didn't get in. Um, and then moved back here to Vegas. So I was in school in the Northeast, moved back here to Vegas, worked in restaurants, like on the strip for a bit, and then found my RD bestie. She was actually working at the restaurant with me, like had done a little bit of culinary stuff in her undergrad. And we were like both working like as line cooks together. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It was so cool. Yeah, that's very unique. Cause I mean, it's, it's really hard to find someone who's in the same field, especially as a line cook. Yeah, it was wild. And we actually applied to the internship together. We got like matching suits and oh, we both so got cool. it at the same time. So wow. that was through UNLV and it was not my dream program. I really wanted like a community-based program, like yeah. how Poly Slow was like my dream school. It's yeah. okay, guys. I'm not offended. I think everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Um, but UNLV was great. It was a six-month program. It was super fast. Six month. Wow. Yeah. I think we started in January. Oh, maybe not six months. Maybe seven months. I don't know. We were like yeah. done in August. We started in January, done in August. It was wow. so fast. Yeah. That's but crazy. So grateful for that program. Yeah. And every program is so different. What was your program like? Uh, very, very heavy clinical. Very heavy clinical. But yeah. I had a really good hospital. So the RDs there were amazing because I've heard horror stories, but the three RDs that I learned under were absolutely amazing. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. I'm so excited to get into this topic. Yeah, definitely. So after my quarter life crisis at 28, (laughs) (laughs) I I think I was on business coach number three at this point Uh and like probably had spent as much as my undergrad like one year of my undergrad on business coaches because I like couldn't figure it out and everything that they were saying just wasn't working for me. And I'm like, it can't be like, it can't be me, but guess what? It was me. It was 100%. (laughs) me. (laughs) But it it wasn't me like not doing what they told me because I did what they told me, but what they told me wasn't for me. Right. So like it it took me a while to learn that, which was a bummer, but also very much needed. Yeah. You know, um, So during my quarter life crisis, I was working with a business coach and Mm -hmm. I was in like a mastermind program with her. And one of the other ladies, it wasn't a dietitian specific business coach. Yeah. She just worked with like women, entrepreneur, coach like things. Okay. So one of the other ladies in that space was a human design coach and she and I are still like really good friends till this day. Nice. Um, But she, she's the one who introduced me to human design and that was really the aha moment for me. So human design is like, I like to describe it as like the hippy dippy version of like Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. So with those, I think they're great, but you have to answer so many questions. Mm -hmm. And for me, at least my mind would get in the way and I'd be like shooting on myself. Like I should feel this way, or this is how I should answer this question or like thinking about it aspirationally rather yeah. than how I am in the now. Yeah. Um, and that was, I feel like I never felt connected to like what I saw in my Enneagram or what I saw in my Myers Briggs. But with human design, again, the hippy dippy piece of it, it is based a little bit on astrology, as you mentioned. I think Love you and it. I like mentioned this yeah. off, yeah, like off camera earlier. So it's based on like astrology, um, the Hindu chakra system, okay. um, 
the something else. I don't know. There's like five or six things that it's based on, right? So it's like real hippy dippy. You put in your birth date, your birth time, and your birth location, and it pops out this whack ass looking chart. And you're just like, <laughs> yo, how do I read this? <laughs> um, but like once I had my friend Jen like explain it to me, I was like, I feel so seen and I understand myself better. And that was like the literal pivotal change moment for me in okay. like taking my business from like not working online to I at least have a goal and like know what I want to do and know what my superpowers are. It's just like un- it's an unlearning process of uh-huh. trying to harness it and then relearning what your strengths are. So it's kind yeah. of like digging in deep and digging in deep or inwards and figuring out what your strengths are and kind of using it to your advantage to propel your business forward. Yeah, it is so much inner work. It is so much like deconditioning is the term that's utilized and like thrown around in the human design world. Because like whether it's our parents or the people that we grew up with or our physical environments or society, right? Like we get get bombarded. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like we get conditioned to think of things as like the norm or the way we quote unquote should be doing them. And there's a lot of external pressure that we put on ourselves. Yeah that isn't our energy, right? Right. So it's learning. It's really about like learning what is your energy and what isn't your energy and how to harness what is your energy and how to let go of what isn't your energy. Gosh, this is, this is so up my alley because I am, I am always like, and of course we have external stimuli all the time, but I'm always trying to figure out, actually, I just wrote a editorial piece uh, for, um, something different but it was actually just based off of energy and it was literally just like how does my energy show up and what does that tell me about my energy um or what does that tell me about myself in that moment and what is it that I need to move forward or yeah feel to to change this energy right or it could just be positive energy but it's you know what is it that got me to this point so yeah I'm very I'm very very curious and interested on how exactly this works um we might have to take this offline (laughs) yes so down for that (laughs) but yeah that that's really really cool so for you personally what did you learn after you did that Ooh, maybe that that might be too deep but no it's not too deep we're gonna go real deep (laughs) I it's so funny because I'm actually gonna be talking about this on my podcast next week too but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go deep for you guys so I was overworking. I don't think I allowed myself to take a day off because that's not what the rhetoric for entrepreneurs is, Uh (laughs) right? Like the rhetoric is go, 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 do, do, do. And that's how you succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And what I learned is like, that is so not my vibe. But when I was personal chefing, mind you, I was just doing that for myself. I was probably working 60 hours a week. Wow. For myself. Because I, I, I don't think the drive was just money. The drive was go, 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 do, do, do because this is how you do it, you know, right. and the money came. Right. But I was exhausted. Like right. my eyeballs were down here. You guys, right. I don't know if you can see this, but like <laughs> <laughs> my eyeballs were like where the bottom of my nose is like, it was not great, you know? Um, so what I learned is I'm not here to go, go, go work, work, work like that. But I think the business coaches that I had had in the past, that, that is what they're here to do, right? They're the little energizer bunnies in the world. And that's, that's not me. Um, yeah. So my human design is called a 6-2 ego manifester. So what that means is role model hermit. So being a role model, living out what I see beneficial for the world, hermit, needing my alone time. Um, The ego piece, I feel like that can have a negative connotation, but think of it as like heart-led, 
or like making decisions with my heart. And then manifester is I initiate and, and I inform that like that is how I do the things in this world. So learning all of that gave me. I'm a little confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Is it two piece, two different pieces of information? Oh, there's all the pieces of information. Okay. So these are like little pieces. Okay. So keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So the, the very high level of like how one would read their human design is two numbers called Mm -hmm. a profile, their authority, which Mm -hmm. is for me, heart led, and then their, no, sorry, their strategy, which is heart led. And then their authority, which for me is a manifester. There's okay. also manifesting Got generator, it. generator, reflector, projector, right? There's, so there's it. different components of all of this. Um, but what I learned is I'm really only here to like work well four to six hours a day. Yeah. And I was doing 60 hour work weeks and none of it was amazing, right? right. So I right. need a lot of sleep for my human design type in particular. Um, but again, there are other people here who who really yes. thrive on doing all of the things all of the time. Right. And then there are other people who just need to wait, you know? So I think learning that piece of it for me gave me the permission to learn how to do less and to have less on my calendar, to have less booked. Because if I look back at like 2019, 2020, oh my God, even 2018 and 2017, I don't think I had one day on my calendar without anything on it. Wow. And now I have wow. maybe two or three things a week wow. that I have to do. So it's given me so much permission to allow creative flows to happen. Yeah. And I've learned that instead of scheduling out um, posts, I really have to be feeling something to share right. it. And like, I, you know, if you can do 30 days of posts in like 30 minutes, props to you. <laughs> but like, I don't have that ability. And like, I also can't structure things very well. And like, I learned all of this. And it's not to say that those aren't like, they're not my superpowers. And that's okay. Um, right. But I think recognizing that and learning to flow with my business in a right. way that feels me, right, feels so much more aligned than trying to structure out my quarter and knowing exactly when I'm going to launch something because I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have the energy in six months to be able to launch something. Right. And that's also why I don't do live webinars because I don't know. I love this. I love this though. It's such a different aspect because I think a lot of what we see on social media, it's like, you got to go, go, go. And you have to set these things and you have to do these things. And the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. But we don't stop to say, hey, like, what's really going to be beneficial for me energy wise? Because I think energy is such a big, such a big component that I don't yeah. think we talk about enough. I think, I think people and, and it, it kind of always this topic will always bring me back to intuitive eating. Yes. Because intuitive eating is such a like, um, you know, you have to really understand who, like what your, where your energy is, what is that you need in the moment. Um, and that specific tactic can show up in so many different aspects of your life, including your business. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think this is great, but I, I, I do think that we don't get enough of this on social media. Right. I think it's more so the opposite of like, Oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. And you got to do right. It's like the never ending list. We're told to look externally for the answers when 
in reality, the answers are within us. Yeah. We just have to learn how to listen, right? Yeah. Like some people have the gut reaction, hell yes, hell no. Some yeah. people have like an emotional wave that they have to ride. Some people just have this internal intuition. For me, it's heart led, right? Like if you listen to what your body is telling you, whether it's intuitive eating or yeah. decisions for your business, the answers are there. Yeah. You just have to be open to it and unfortunately do some of the like unsexy like discovery work you know <laughs> I think that's that's another part of you know how patients or customers they look at intuitive eating like I don't really want to do this because this is too much work and it's a lot of internal work yeah yeah it's it's digging deep and like it's hard to go there right like there have mm -hmm. been weeks where I can't work at mm -hmm. all and I just go on like really long walks with my dog yeah. sometimes listening to a true crime podcast because that's my love. <laughs> and sometimes just like having my headphones in. So I have like RBF and no one talks to me and I'm just like in my own thoughts. What's you know? RBF? Like, RBF, resting bitch face. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm like a old person sometimes because I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand some things. <laughs> I just have to ask. I love that. <laughs> my friends always make fun of me. Like, come on, get with it. But whatever. Um, but no, I love it. So let's, um, so let's go into your profile on Dietitian Your Way and yes. let's see what you got going on. Um, and then tell us a little bit while I do that about exactly what you offer to dietitians. Yeah, definitely. So I, I do things not of the norm in case this conversation didn't lead to that. Um, but yeah, I, I do things from a heart-led space and the spaces that I host both in person and virtually really focus in on connection and collaboration and bringing people together in a genuine way because I don't think there's enough of that within our field. I feel like yeah. there's so much competition. Yeah. And if we can really highlight our superpowers and lean into kind of what I've just been talking about, our human designs, if we can lean into that and know ourselves better, I feel like that can lead to so much more space for collaboration. So yeah. that's kind of high level what I do in these spaces. It's really just, it really is just holding space for others to experience like what is truly them, whether they're in a space with a business coach or some other expert in our field to get through some stuff, right? Like, I think that that's a really good space to explore what they're telling you and then learn how to run it through that internal filter of, of what is right and what isn't right for you. Okay, nice. So this is your profile here. Dietitian, chef, human design obsessed. <laughs> Thanks to Ego Manifester. Love it. <laughs> and then uh, we have your finance package, uh, your qualifications, and the specialties that you offer. Very nice. Yeah. I love it. I love your site, by the way. Aww. I think that this is such an amazing space for dietitians to connect and for other people to find providers that they really vibe with because I yeah. think that that makes all the difference, right? Like you could be, your doctor could recommend a dietitian and that person is not your vibe and not for you, yeah. you know? So I think yeah. that this is such a really cool space to to be able to find that. someone. Yeah, who, I appreciate that. I definitely do. Um, yeah, you know, I think... You know, I think I've said this before, but the whole point for me to bring up the dietitian was actually because I just kept getting a lot of people from different cultures, different languages um, that wanted to find somebody 
in the specific specialty. And I was like, I can't help you. I'm sorry, you know. Um, and then I'm like, this, this can't be it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't refer them out. Like, I don't have a dietitian on hand that I can refer them out to. Right. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you know, we got to do better because this isn't okay. Right. If we want to be able to have, you know, thriving private practices, if, but I can't refer out to this private practice or this dietitian, cause I don't know they exist. And yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> a very big problem. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that this can push our field forward to not just for patients who are looking for people who they vibe with or they can um, they can really um, feel good and comfortable with right because as we all know that's a, that can be a barrier to quality nutrition care, um, but also a space for dietitians to be able to push their field push their practice or push their business forward right because we all yes. know that dietitians are multifaceted we don't we don't just do private practice we do a bunch of other things yes. So, yeah, so I appreciate your words 110%. I appreciate yes. them. Um, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Um, any advice you may have for aspiring dietitians? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Lean into what you love. If you are driven towards clinical, lean into it. If you are driven towards private practice, lean into it. Don't feel like you have to go a certain way in the field because you're being told to right. by us jaded people in the field, <laughs> right? Let's be real. Lean into what you love because that passion is going to guide you forward. And if you feel like you need to pivot at some point, don't be scared to pivot because that's where the that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Like what you have to you, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people had had pivoted back in 2020 when COVID happened. Yeah. I think everybody had like this you know, kind of influx of like epiphanies of, I need to redirect my life in a different way. Totes. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I think that's great advice. Because I think a lot of people, like you said earlier, are, or, or RE2Bs, you know, can definitely be a, a strayed to, uh, by external stimuli, right? So like, yeah. what they should be doing, what they need to be doing, money plays a huge factor, right? What's going to be the, the best strategy to make me the most money? Um, but I think, I think that's great advice, you know, like try to lean into your passion and make that happen. Yeah. And what is your favorite, um, dish? Pizza, hundred percent pizza all the way. <laughs> like, like a fluffy Neapolitan style pizza. Yes. Where like, yes. we're like the middle still a little bit soggy. There's like a decent amount of sauce on there. You have to like fold it a certain way to eat it. And then the outside is just like the fluffiest pillow. Of I'm so hungry. <laughs> doughy deliciousness. <laughs> I make my own. So oh nice. We have our own like Neapolitan yeah. style pizza oven in our backyard. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to show us on Instagram when you make some. I have to move to Australia first because it's there. <laughs> oh what? My that... husband's Air Force. I briefly mentioned that earlier. Yeah. So we'll be in Australia at the end of the year. And that's where my pizza oven is currently. That is so exciting. <laughs> Have you ever yeah. visited Australia? I was there earlier this year to visit him. Yeah, it was cool. Wow. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's so, so cool. I'm jealous. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, cool. Well, um, I think you had one more thing to mention about your business. 
I do. Yeah. So the CoLab Roundtable that I mentioned earlier, I do have a session starting at the end of September. I have a session starting on the 27th, and that is for any and all human design types. Um, and then if I have enough manifestors this month as well, I want to host another session specifically for the the manifestor type in human design. Because I feel like that'd be epic because I'm one too, and I'm feeling this need to be around other manifestors for some reason. Oh, I no. love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very exciting. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for listening to so much for hopping on with me and talking with me about your business, about yourself. It's been such a pleasure. Um, for all the people who are listening, uh, please go ahead and like and follow um, on YouTube or on the podcast. And that will be all. Ciao. Thank you, Leda. <laughs> thank you.